When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome. This is the Wednesday Club of the Manchester Football Social. My name is Joe. I was joined on the blue side by Stephen McInerney, who's doing his uh, Wednesday Club debut I'm so today. excited, Joe. I was. Uh, I, oh, yeah, we're excited. Are we pretending that this is before or after the podcast? No, this is definitely before. This definitely. is before. The show, hopefully, is going to be wonderful. <laughs> Isn't it, Alex? Oh, who's going to yeah, be on the red spoiler, side? I, don't, I have no idea what's going to happen, but <laughs> there might be some Norwegian... Do you know what? The bit where um, Alex got his top off was amazing. Yes, the yeah, bit where he got his top off. Well, you did a roly-poly in the studio, Alex. It's I couldn't believe pity. where your legs went. I the video <laughs> went down <laughs> just at that very moment. Unlucky. Uh, yeah, do sit back, get ready for a good show. We're going to be talking about Spurs Man United. We've got a Norwegian guest on. We've got a guest on from Oldham who wants you, yes, you, to be the new stadium announcer uh, for Oldham. And we also talk ahead to Burton against Manchester City. Subscribe to the podcast. Um, do a little review so Joe five stars Steve five stars uh, Alex two and a half yeah maybe maybe um, if you saw me on my top off you'd be giving me six out of five on the <laughs> yeah, old iTunes maybe maybe I'm, you would oh, well. I'm going to go home now you're going to go home now <laughs> uh, thank you very much for downloading the podcast uh, enjoy the show Manchester Football Social Welcome to the Manchester Football Social. My name is Joe and this is the Wednesday Club and our chat talking all things Manchester United and Manchester City. We have a newbie on the show today in the form of Steve McInerney. Hello, Stephen. Hello, happy to be here. Stephen, you're the first in the Wednesday Club, uh, but you are a regular to the Manchester Football Social. You do have a guiding light next to you in the Manchester United fan, <laughs> Alex Boardman. Hello, Alex. Hi. And Hi. Sunday residents. Use me as a guiding light. Stephen will be me. representing uh, the blue side of Manchester today as we get through these talking points. The January transfer window, let's have a chat about that. Not much going on in Manchester, but do we want to see a bit more activity? We want to see if you listeners and you in the studio here could potentially be the new Oldham Stadium announcer. Oldham are looking for a new stadium announcer and we are going to have an audition with you two in the studio uh, <laughs> coming up in the show. Ingrid uh, from uh, Norwegian TV, I need to know what TV station actually, uh, popped in to see me today. And she's going to have a chat with us about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer later on in the show. In English, I hope. In English, and then we're going to have a bit of a quiz in Norwegian. 
all will be explained. Brilliant. Uh, Steve, you're new to the show, so you'll be uh, suffering at the hands of Shuffield Wednesday, uh, <laughs> as well as, uh, he doesn't know what Shuffield Wednesday it's the best. is, a little confusion. Uh, new listeners to the show will also understand Shuffield Wednesday as well, as we're going to preview the big game tonight. It's a semi-final happen tonight in the Carabao Cup. Mm. Let's not forget it. Uh, we'll have team news at quarter to uh, seven, uh, so we'll be digesting that with the gentleman in the studio. And team of the week is back. Yes. So any t- yeah, thank you very much, uh, Stephen. You're supposed to say yes. When yeah. We're we'll doing my little hand waves. Team of the week <laughs> is back. Any team in Greater Manchester that just plays football, doesn't need to be professional, semi-pro, whatever, it just needs to have uh, a game of football at his heart. Come on, have a chat about your club and plug your club as well. So basically what I've just done there in the last two minutes is say we've got a pretty packed show. So we, uh, so, you know. Did anyone play, listening, play for Ermston Medicide? That's who I played for as a kid. Ermston, Ermston who? Medicide. what? Medicide? Yeah. Was it like a doctor team? What was that? <laughs> Medicide? You've had a little surgery and everything. No, um, <laughs> it was uh, up towards fixing on Lee's Field, so... So, big shout-out. That's uh, not the news. The news is why they call Medicide. Meadow side. It was the name oh, of Oh, Meadow oh. side. I thought not you meant, like, <laughs> killing doctors, right? <laughs> <laughs> 87711, yeah. are you a Medicide, you own? Uh, what they called it? What, what was your fan base called? I, I don't know, you, I was your eight, ultras. so... Mum and dad. Uh, and has anyone listening playing for a, uh, a football team that sounds slightly more aggressive than Stevens as well? Eight double seven double one. get in touch. Uh, right, we'll start with January transfer window. It's open. Mm. Uh, I don't have that sort of sound effect where a barrel of hay goes across the tumbleweed. desert, but I should tumbleweed. That's the one. Um, I need that because not much is happening in terms of... Uh, <sighs> thank you very much, Stephen. Um, oh, a lot of wind there. Uh, Alex, are you expecting to see anything no, for Manchester not United? Really, but no. do you not believe, looking at the performances in Reading, uh, you know the sort of wobble that Phil Jones had in the centre back position? Well, Jones, Jones will wobble. That, there's got to be a case long. for Manchester United to spend money. Of course there has, but I think this was one of the reasons that. Well, it was obviously well documented. It was one of the reasons that Mourinho uh, was at loggerheads constantly with the board. Um, the fact that he didn't know, even a week before he was sacked, he didn't know if they were going to be buying anybody in January. Presumably he targeted people. We're always hearing it's centre-halves. Because Rojo's injured pretty much permanently. Jones goes three or four games maximum without making either a huge error or getting sent off or being injured. Smalling's also injured. Uh, Baye looks great one game. He looks like a world beater. And then the next game, he goes in two-footed at a game when you're three goals up on, on the halfway line. and um, So you're left with Lindelof as you, basically your only decent uh, centre-half that you can count on. But I think part of the reason Solskjaer came in, as well as to bring a bit of a feel-good factor back to the fans and to try and get us playing attacking decent football going forward, was the fact that he's a caretaker manager, so the board can just say to him, you know, there's not really any point you buying anybody in January because you might not be here. Is there not an argument to suggest that maybe buying someone now, because this is where if you had a director of football, you would have planned this in advance, uh, get the signings yep. in now, give them six months to adapt to the league, so, think so. come next season, you know, they're ready and firing. Although we've we've made some, and Fellaini was probably a classic January signing yeah. for us, but um, Sanchez was another one recently. I mean, since Ferguson left, it's been absolutely disastrous the like recruitment policy 
and anybody we've brought in at January, I'm pretty sure Mata as well came Mata in January. Mata was January transfer window, um, which didn't be too bad. Falcao possibly was also... No, that was early August, was early I remember the that, thinking it was going to be the saviour of Manchester United. There's not been... I mean, when Ferguson used to do it, sometimes he'd pull off two or three great signings, or maybe one of the two or three would be great, but... That's why they signed. Yeah, and it was, and I just don't see anything... I don't see any action from us whatsoever, on the way in, anyway. I don't see us bringing anybody in, maybe get rid of Valencia, that's that's a possibility. Stephen, we talked... Uh, you talked last night on the City show about Diaz, <laughs> he's gone to uh, Real Madrid, so you yeah. sold him. No one coming in for City, I don't think anyone is expecting anyone, first team anyway, to come in. Maybe some youngsters might find their way into the City side. Have you heard anything? It's so quiet, Joe. It's it so quiet. deadly quiet. It's January sales kind of quiet. Um, in general, no, nothing's happening really. I would love to us to bring in a left back because I think that's kind of critical. Uh, and I think we will bring someone in the summer. And for me, the, the priority has to be a Fernandinho alternative because that man, he, he's 33 and he's going to be 34 in May and then his energy's going to run out soon. He's, that tank is already starting to deplete and we just need someone who can take the strain off him. Um, other than that, though, our squad's pretty good so I, I kind of understand the lack of urgency on that front. Uh, but I I would go back to what I said a minute ago where I'd like us to make the signing now so we don't have to worry about it in the summer and if we could bring someone in now once again they get that uh, bedding period so they're fully ready for next season um, but I just I think the City are a little bit scared um, of the financial fair play stuff to be honest I think we're keeping our head down a little bit um, we're wary as well that there is a bit of a tax um, on January signings you pay a little bit more because it's mid-season uh, clubs obviously don't want to sell their players because it's harder to get a replacement in so I think if anything uh, anyone we're going to sign now will probably cost 10-15 million more than it would do in the summer um, so I think we're kind of between a rock and a hard place mm-hmm. a little bit on that front uh, Michael Collins saying Fellaini was a summer signing, by the way. Fellaini it was, was Matter. Matter, yes. Yeah, but I don't think, Thank I mean, Matter, was listening. as good as Matter is, yeah. I don't think he's been for five years now. You wouldn't go, oh, you can absolutely, what a player he's been. He's been he's been patchy as well. It's a, I like him, but I, I just always used to get the impression that January signings were often a little bit like of a knee jerk a bit of a sort of stopgap we need. You know, if somebody got injured in November, say we didn't have a centre-forward, then yes, sign someone. But otherwise, you should be thinking a bit more long-term than, you know, midway through a season going, oh, we're not really got a right winger. All right, we haven't had one for the last four years. One thing that uh, City don't have much problem with is getting contracts done and signed and sealed. Mm. Uh, Folding, uh, signing for City, but you're not on the other side of Manchester United. You've got two players who could... You know, uh, are able to be talked to now at the minute by other clubs. They're a younger matter, um, and if no one, nothing happens to them by the summer, they will be out and free. Like like yeah. Fellaini's situation last there's year. There's a lot actually. Do you think young and matter and Herrera's not yet signed again? But um, I think yeah, you'd rather see securing the plays that you want to keep at Old Trafford in January rather than. You know, well, the, the thing with Matson, it's a really unpopular opinion to have because he is the nicest man in football. He's a really intelligent footballer. He, but everything he does, he's, he's like, his passing is, is wonderful. But he's been there five years now and he's never really been a regular starter for any of the managers. That's including Solskjaer. Um, and you, you see him in one game and he's absolutely fantastic. He looks like a world beater. And then the next game, he's not bad. And then if he does get the third game, he, he's invisible for a couple of games. So it's not like, he's not one of those players that you go, we have to have him. You know, I could say City have got a, an Aguero or a, uh, you know, he's not. He's not. He's, he's a like a permanent fixture. It's like Gundogan for us a little bit. He kind of is. Mm-hmm. He's, and I think he flatters to deceive sometimes. And I think he's a lovely footballer. But 
And I wouldn't be if we. You could get a better player than Matter. You should have better players than Matter at United. <laughs> He's only 30, which surprised me. I always think he's older than that because David Silva's 33 and, you know, playing at such a high level still. I do think as well, Matt has been a little bit of a victim of the kind of lack of identity and the, the football being a little bit dour. And I can say that with, with a big smug smile on my face mm. as a Man City <laughs> fan. But in general, it, I feel like he's a good player. Then I feel like as well, if he was under Pep, for example, he would have made a little bit more of him, pushed him to be a little bit less... I don't know, laconic with his kind of style. It's the lack of pace he's got, and that's yep. the one thing that you can't. You can't mm. say to him, get on the ball more, because he's on the ball all the time. You can't say pass it, you can't say try and be. He does everything he can, but he just hasn't got the speed of Lingard, definitely not Rashford, and definitely not Martial, so he's always going to be second fiddle. Before we get lost in the uh, the features we've got coming up and the guests we've got coming up, and the fact that Burton Manchester City is tonight's yeah. semi final of the Carabao Cup, let's just touch upon the big game of the weekend, Alex, whilst we've got you here. And Stephen, this will be last time. We speak to you this week on the Manchester Football mm-hmm. Social. United against Spurs is what people are calling Ollie's big test. Yeah, yeah, even he said that. And he, he said it as well, which is it is good. The pressure is building on all sides, but you might, you know, thrive under the pressure. How, how are you going into it, Alex? As a United fan, you know, you've got confidence, five wins on the bounce. Yeah. It's going to happen on the weekend. Well, we were beaten 3 0 at home, obviously. Yes. And if you watch that game Awful back. Awful game. Well, that was Great one of game. It, it was game. one of those games where actually we didn't play that badly, and the fans were very much behind Mourinho um, and the team until the first goal, which was a Kane header, just totally unopposed from a corner. Jones didn't even jump with him, he's a yard off him. The other two goals, both Smalling's fault. So, you know, <laughs> we're going to be playing Jones, we're going to be playing Smalling, we're, one of them's going to play. So, You'd almost be stupid to think the result can be different, but Solskjaer has put a little bit of magic back in and there's belief and going forward, we're likely to score against anyone, it feels like. So anything could happen. I think we'd almost be happy with the draw. I know with Manchester United, we should be winning every game, but if it was still Mourinho, I think we'd be going there and going, oh, I hope we don't get beat 3-1 like we do at uh, Liverpool and City. Under Ollie, you're going, can we nick it? Can we get a... We, I think we'll score a couple of goals, put it like that. I think Spurs are still favourites, and rightfully so. Yeah. Because I think... <sighs> I'm not doing that whole you've had it dead easy kind of thing, but it hasn't really been that challenging. And I think this is the kind of game where... So has new running, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the kind of game where the energy, it could run out a little bit. And that whole like honeymoon mm. period is a scientific thing, apparently. Like, it does actually exist. I think it was uh, Statman David told me about that. Of course it, it about was. It. The honeymoon yeah. period. Uh, but there's studies into the honeymoon effects with managers, and there is uh, a notable boom. Uh, and... I wonder if reality could be a big Pochettino slap in the face on Sunday and Spurs could out think, be out prepared and be more ready and more confident in who they are and um, do you win? And that could be an interesting moment. Well, the, from be. the other side of that, um, City did peg back Liverpool a bit, which also is good mm-hmm. for Tottenham. Um, so you'd think for any other side but Tottenham, you'd be like, they'll be going into that thinking this is a must win, we're in the title race. But when he, ever Tottenham have been in a title race in the last <laughs> five years, as mm-hmm. soon as there's a slight bit of pressure on them, they just crumble. So that could work in our favour. Also, a lot of players were rested against Reading. So it's big they've, had two, they've had two weeks. Yep. Indeed. Uh, so uh, we got Manchester United against Spurs, and the full-time Devils take over. The Manchester United phone-in is tomorrow. Uh, do you think? Do you think? Sorry, that she got Oligo um, Sosha against Pochettino. Basically, are the two managers going head-to-head a clash in Ollie's mind with the, the new stories speculating that this man Pochettino could be the future of Manchester United? Do you think that might play into the way he wants it to must win? Do. It, it must, must do. do because it must. there is no denying that. 
Ollie wants the full-time role. He, yeah, yeah. he can see it in his heart. This man is the person who could potentially take away from it. That just drips into the story of the game on the weekend, doesn't well, it? Well, it does, and if he goes there and gets a really good result, if he goes and beats Pochettino, and it, more than that, if he tactically outthinks him or he plays, you know, some master substitutions and, you know, snatches the game and stuff, people will be saying Solskjaer's a better manager than Pochettino. Obviously, <laughs> it's nonsense, but that's the way things are at the minute. Yes, yeah, like um, Twitter talk. It, it, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, Stephen, from the outside point of view, looking in as a City fan, when you see United's situation at the minute, Ollie's in charge of United at the end of the season. Uh -huh. He's doing an alright job. He's got a big test uh, on the weekend against a man who could be the new Manchester United manager. Do you think he's got that in the back of his mind, Ollie? Do you think he's got his, like, he's the man Why there? wouldn't you? He's like, an emotional no. person, isn't he? Yeah. He is an emotional person. I think that's one of his biggest strengths. Uh, the way I see it, if United don't go full on to try and appoint Pochettino in the summer, they're just stupid, genuinely stupid. Because as much as Solskjaer may do really well, I think it's going to be a different thing entirely when that energy kind of just disappears over the summer. And then everyone's like, right, we've got to go again now and get back in to it and that initial excitement I think that's going to be the biggest challenge I think Solskjaer has a lot more to prove and that nostalgia effect it, it won't matter in six seven months time so I think in my opinion Solskjaer's got to do something pretty special to convince people because he's not the logical choice at all Pochettino is Pochettino is a more established uh, probably better well definitely a better manager in terms of his current ability mm -hmm. um, it's not even up for debate in terms of you look at the CVs uh, and Solskjaer's got everything to prove and Pochettino is a manager at the highest level probably wanted by many clubs in the world um, so so it's, you know, Solskjaer at the moment in terms of managerial terms is a young promising kid, you know, uh, and Pochettino is the real deal. Uh, so Solskjaer's got a lot to prove um, and of course it will play in his mind. Why wouldn't it? Indeed. Uh, right, we're going to take a little break. Coming back after the break, we're going to speak into uh, Ingrid, who is a journalist uh, from TV Sporten. Oh, a ah. uh, sports uh, TV company in Norway. <laughs> she came in and had a chat with us about uh, Manchester United, but we got her to record uh, a little interview with us, and then she set us here in the studio some tasks. She's recorded <laughs> some things in Norwegian, and we have to tell... Well, we have to try and guess what it is. Mainly United-based, and it's not going to be rock hard. I've thrown in some clues in the middle. So this is the first <laughs> time, Alex, against Steve. You know, Stephen, make sure you play uh, play nice. Stephen, do you play nice? Um, I play to win. You play to win. And uh, that's coming up, <laughs> as well as speaking to uh, Oldham about the job vacancy as a stadium announcer and obviously previewing Burton against Manchester City. The semi-final kicks off at quarter to eight. Uh, don't go anywhere. Manchester Football Social. Welcome back to the Manchester Football Social. My name is Joe, and I'm joined by Stephen and Alex in the studio. Alex representing the red side of Manchester Hello. today. Alex, when I shout your name out, you look shocked. Are you okay? Yeah, well, yeah. Alex, went, wait, me. Were well, you looking the other way? That's right. I've got that kind of technique. And Stephen representing the blue side, who will be shooting off right after this to the game tonight. It's Burton against Manchester City. I'm not even telling you, Michael. It's Burton against Manchester City in the uh, semi-finals of Carabao yep. Cup over at the Etihad. Um, early stage nerves? Um, not really. No, not really. No, I'm not going to lie. He's like, oh, sorry. we should be all right there, to be honest. Uh, we should be. Uh, coming up on the show, we're going to be speaking to uh, one of Oldham's media men. Oldham's media men, because mm. it's not his official title. But well, he had a brilliant result of the weekend, didn't yes, he? Yes, he did. Fulham away, 2-1. And he wants to give you a brilliant job, but that brilliant job is being the new stadium announcer <laughs> uh, in all, for Oldham. And it'd be absolutely incredible if you got it. Uh, he's going to teach us how uh, he did it for so many years. He is the stadium announcer for three seasons on the trot. Uh, and giving us a little task here in the studio to see if we can give it a go. Uh, as well as that, we'll be digesting the team news when it comes in, um, which should be at quarter to seven. 
Uh, but now we're going to speak to Ingrid, who is from uh, TV2 Sports Zen. Sports Zen, I think I've got it right. Sports Zen. Sports Zen. It's a Norway TV uh, company, um, and they have got a keen interest in Manchester now because of Ollie being the, man uh, the manager of Manchester United. Uh, they came in early before to have a little interview with us, uh, and I thought I'd only uh, return the favour and have a little chat with Ingrid. We have another guest in the studio today. Uh, her name is Ingrid. Hello, Ingrid. Are you okay? Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm fine, thanks. Ingrid, where are you from? I'm from Norway. Norway. No, we don't know anyone else from Norway, do we, at the minute, <laughs> here in Manchester. Uh, maybe Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. First things first, Ingrid, how am I doing with my pronunciation of Ollie's name? Is uh, it Ollie? So, <coughs> so <coughs> give it a good try. <coughs> Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer. <laughs> not that bad, but I'm going to do it in the correct Norwegian way, yes, which please. is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Wow. Can I clip that up and every time I say it, just play it out on the radio? Yeah. Uh, tell me, can I ask, first of all, um, obviously, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, um, when he took over of Manchester United, um, did you, was it a, um, a big story in Norway? Was it obviously a lot of people talking about it? He's returned to the club where he was such a legend. Was it a big, big thing over there? I think a big thing is to play it down. It was huge, massive, the biggest thing we've ever seen in like our sports history for decades. Yeah. People that don't even care about football are talking about Solskjaer now. They are just buzzing about him coming back. Buzzing, I like it. it. Yeah. Buzzing, that is a mank word. <laughs> do you know when Ollie speaks in the press yeah. conference, does you pick up on any of his Manchester sort of tones? He might not say words, but does he, does he sound like a, a Norwegian man speaking English now? Or is he, has he picked up a bit of the mank? The Manx slang. Yeah, I can I can hear that he's lived here before, uh, but he's still got that weird sort of Norwegian Mancunian thing going on. But yeah. I think it's quite charming. <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> yeah. uh, can I ask you? We're going to do a little quiz now with the people that are in the studio now because um, this is recorded with you. Uh, can, I, can I ask you to say certain things? And we're just trying to guess if our our lovely guests in the studio can um, can tell what you're saying. So the first phrase I want to be. So, so that was the first phrase. I should have easily gone into it. Are you ready to hear the first phrase that yes. the lovely Ingrid has recorded for us? Uh, jot this down. I don't want any shouting out. Please, this is a quiz. Uh, standard quiz rules apply. Oh, are you ready for your first one? Yeah. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer har fått permanent jobb som manager i Manchester United. I mean, I'll give it you again. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer har fått the permanent job som manager i Manchester United. Kind of straightforward. Um, Alex, I'll take your guess first, please. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer should get the permanent job at Manchester United. Oh, and what is your guess, Stephen? Pretty much identical, I'm not going to lie. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer should be the permanent manager of Manchester United. See, I've done a little prediction. And you. I will give you both a point, but it's Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been announced ah, as the permanent ah, manager. That's she, she's made a bit of a uh, a bit of a, uh, a prediction about what might happen come the end of the season. And finally, this one. Manchester United have won the Champions League with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as manager. That's quite easy. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of words that are the same, aren't I know, they? like United, right. Manchester United have won Champions League with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as manager. What were you having? I'll go Stephen first. Uh, Manchester United crash out the Champions League. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's knees. the one. 
<laughs> what have you gone for? Oh, Ligona Have Manchester United have won the Champions League with Ligona Solskjaer. Do you think she said they have won it? I can tell you, you are indeed coarse, she said. <laughs> They have won the Champions League. Um, that was Ingrid. Uh, we are on TV tonight, the Manchester Football Social. Uh, so thank you very much for uh, coming down, Ingrid, and uh, go check her out um, online. And that sports TV, they say it was one of the biggest things to happen in Norway. Wow, um, really? Stephen, yeah, it was one of the biggest sporting... I thought you addressed that to me, was it? I know, I was like, <laughs> Stephen doesn't Norwegian care about this. <laughs> I'll move my hand over. <laughs> but is it, but you don't think about, like, we live in the in the city of Manchester, or we take maybe for granted how big Manchester City and how big Manchester United are in terms yeah. of a global scale and a sporting scale. And mm. for a man to get the, the job as Manchester United manager becomes the biggest story in a country. Do you know, know what I mean? It's, it's, it's weird, isn't it? It's really exciting, yeah, and it does show that, you know, United, despite the last five years not being as good as we used to, still got massive worldwide I noticed that, um, with... All right, sorry, sorry. We all got we got a little bit of information in our headset. That's why we all that's why we all stopped for a second. We zoned out. I thought you two were going to carry on. I thought the information just came into my ear. The, uh, no, the producer got gods well. have yeah. told us that the Burton and Manchester City game tonight, which is at the Etihad, uh, could possibly be delayed as there is traffic jams with the me. Burton coach, which is good news for you. <laughs> Listen, if that gets confirmed, Niall put it down in the uh, sheet and don't whisper into our ears because it distracted all of us. Bad um, news. For the Burton players, that's terrible. That's really, really bad because I mean that's one of the places, haven't they? As well, coming up for it as well. Yeah. If we get more news than that, we'll let you know. Uh, I think actually we'll go and do some research on that now because I want to just play you uh, a a little interview I did with a guy called Sam who works for Oldham, and there is a job interview at the end of this for you two, by the way, in the studio to see who could potentially uh, become uh, a new member of the Oldham staff. Uh, This was Sam, and this was the chat we had early on today. So I have on the phone now a very special guest. We've got Sam who is head of media and communications all the way down in Oldham, uh, Oldham, up in Oldham. Uh, hello, Sam, are you okay, mate? Hi, Joe, yeah, I'm good, thank you. It's, uh, it's pretty chilly up here in Oldham, but, uh, but yeah, we're all right. How is it then? Uh, Oldham doing well this season, doing not so well for anyone who doesn't know? Um, yeah, there's been quite an upturn at the minute. Obviously, if you'd have bought a paper on Monday morning, you'll have Incredible seen... Incredible dad dancing. Yeah, incredible dab dancing. Pete Wilde's big head was over over every, every newspaper, yeah. uh, which he's he's been getting some stick for in uh, in the office <laughs> and around the club. Um, and and yeah, you know the the field of factors definitely well and truly uh, in full swing at, at Boundary Park after the past few results. We've won three games on the bounce, and uh, we're really looking forward to this weekend's match against Forest Green at Boundary yeah. Park as well. Yes. So what we got you on the phone for is because there is uh, a job vacancy coming up at Boundary. Park, if I'm not uh, if I'm not wrong, and this, it's a very special job, an important one as well. Uh, and the more uh, Oldham are successful, the more this man has to uh, has to do his job, and that is to uh, be the stadium announcer, if I'm correct. Yeah, so um, at the moment, that's something that that I do on a match day. Um, How long um, you been doing that for, bit- Sam? Um, this is like my, my third proper season doing it now, um, and it's it's honestly it's great. I love doing it. It's uh, great to get out pitch sides in front of all the fans, and especially when you know we, we've scored like a last minute winner yeah. or something like that. And <laughs> you know you just got to go mad down the microphone. You've got to. I love it. Sam, uh, were you nervous like the first couple of times you done it, or was it just like you're in there natural? The, the first time I ever did it, I was quite nervous um, and. 
I accidentally locked myself out of the, the PA box where, oh, no. where you sit during a game. Fortunately, I had the microphone in my hand at the time. But, um, but yeah, that was a bit of a nightmare that, that didn't didn't really uh, help me on my first time. But since then, things have gone a lot more You've smoother. Got better. Sam, so why is it that you... Are you not doing it anymore? Are you still going to be with Oldham? Um, I've I've got a new role, so I'm I'm moving on. Um, I'm I'm gutted, really, but it's a it's a great opportunity that it's just one that I can't turn down at the minute. So, um, but on the other hand, as as one door closes, another door opens, yep. and it is a, a, an amazing opportunity for somebody to to be at Boundary Park every game, to be announcing the team, to be welcoming the teams onto the pitch, to be shouting goal for Latics when we've scored, and uh, you know to be that voice and to be that that person that everybody relies on for the subs mm-hmm. and the, the goal scorers at Boundary Park it's an incredibly important role and any football fan knows it you get excited if you're uh, any fan you've got that same voice that has been guiding you through the games uh, and you could be the new voice for the new generation you know kids next season are going to be going to their first games and they're going to be hearing your voice shouting come on the latics do you think there is any uh, obviously yourself has done such a good job for the last couple of seasons is there any sort of characteristics that these people might need or do they just need to get excited when the latics put the ball in the back of the net well I think um, what has been vitally important particularly over the past few years and even before my time at Oldham Athletic is you, you've got to have a, a bit of character, a bit of personality because maybe it might not be the case that the football is is completely entertaining. There have been a few occasions when and that's been the case. So yep. you do have to be quite bubbly, quite lively, confident and obviously you've got to be uh, quite clear with your pronunciations and you, especially when uh, an away team comes to town oh, and there's no. quite a few tricky names on there. I can <laughs> remember um, we, there was one occasion when we uh, we hosted uh, an England under-21s match yep. against Holland uh, and I was obviously doing the announcing for that and, you know, reading out 25 uh, <laughs> names of uh, the, the Dutch players was particularly difficult but uh, one special moment that will live me live with me forever after I announced the, the Dutch squad, every one of their coaching staff gave me a high five because uh, I managed to, to pronounce most of them correctly. I love it. I love that, Sam. And this role is obviously a very special role. It doesn't come around uh, very often. Uh, is it open out to, to anyone, any of the listeners? You know, what do you do? Send something in, like a little recording of themselves? So the full details are on the club's website, yep. oldmathletic.co.uk. Uh, you'll be able to find out all about the role there. Um, it's essentially open to anybody who's passionate, who is passionate about football, knows about Oldham Athletic, and, and most importantly as well, is available on uh, on every home match day. Uh, you, you'll get to watch the game. It is a paid role as well, so you get a little bit for it. Uh, and obviously, um, you know, it's it's a, it's a great opportunity to be involved with a professional football club. And, and hopefully there's plenty of success on the way as well yes indeed right so Sam a uh, couple of things one I'm going to ask Clint Boone who obviously uh, old and born and bred who does our drive time show uh, on excess does he fancy the role maybe he can give it a go although he doesn't say he's a big football fan but he does support Oldham um, and also in the studio tonight with me on the Wednesday show I will have two lovely guests and I want to see or I want to put them to the test and give them a little audition so if I was to ask them to audition what would the big thing be uh, for them to say so we really get a knowledge if they're going to be good enough for this role so what I'd like to do is I'd like to put your guests into a situation that we had this season where we played uh, our local rivals Berry in a Skybet League 2 Ooh. match 
Uh, we won the game and Chris O'Grady scored a hat-trick. Now, um, it was a big moment for everybody because we it was a really good performance. We, we won the game emphatically uh, and obviously for Chris O'Grady to score a hat-trick was a, a great moment as yeah. well. So, um, now after every goal, you always shout, goal for Latics, and then you announce the scorers. Yeah. So I want to hear your guests shout, Goal for Latics, as if Chris O'Grady has just scored his third against Berry. Sam, thank you very much. I'll let you know how they do. You can listen to the podcast as well. I'll clip them up and send you uh, their audition tapes. But thank you very much for giving your time to uh, to us today, and uh, hopefully you get loads of applications in and you find the right person, Sam. So that was Sam from Oldham. My name is Joe. Welcome back to the Wednesday Club. Sam there works for Oldham and they are looking for a new stadium announcer. Um, we're going to do, oh, I'm going to mock up a bit of commentary. Okay. okay. O'Grady gets the header from across into the box to make it three. I'm going to then ask Alex, you to go first. You are then the stadium announcer. Are you ready for this, Alex? Okay. This is my. What's the phrase goal for Latics? Goal for Latics and it's O'Grady who scores. Okay. Latics on the edge of the box. Passes out wide. Nice ball in. O'Grady with the header and he scores! Goal for Latics. Chris O'Grady with the third. What a fantastic goal. Meat pie, sausage roll. Come on, Oldham. We've got a goal. The shaker men all shook up at Boundary Park. Fantastic victory for the Latics. Hats off to O'Grady. Oh, I like it. I follow that. I like that. I thought we were just announcing you, not commentating on it. He went full hog there, Alex. Alex, he took his top off. Do you know what? There might be free pies. If you get this gig, you might get a free pie on the side. Now, put your top back on, Alex. Right, Steve, are you ready? I'll do the same again. This one, but a free kick from O'Grady. It's a free kick for O'Grady to make it three to Oldham. He steps up. Ronaldo Poles. Ball goes in and he scores! And it's a goal for Latics. It's his third of the game for our super number 10, Chris O'Grady. A delightful free kick curled in from 25 yards and it's a victory for the Latics. <sighs> Gentlemen, round of applause for you both there. Thank you very much for giving your audition. Um, what can we tell you then? Um, well, that, that, you're going to tell you that we're going to tweet out the link, by the way. And listen, this is generally, if you are listening, you're an Oldham fan, or you've got a passion about Oldham, they are looking for a new stadium announcer. We'll make sure we tweet the link. You can send in your audition tape, and you could be going to every single Oldham game announcing uh, on the pitch. Um, now, what can we tell you more about uh, the news that we've got about Burton kickoff? Uh, Jets, did we find any something... We know that it's going to be delayed now. We are pretty sure that it's going to be pushed back to an 8 o'clock kickoff. Uh, so, if you've got anything breaking, I can tell you that the League Cup officials and Sky Sports are uh, discussing the possibility of delaying it due to thousands, and they say thousands of Burton yeah. fans being stuck in traffic because of an accident. Yeah, on the uh, A500 outside of Stoke, apparently there's 15 Burton coaches. I mean, I don't know how big those coaches are, it's thousands, but apparently, um, yeah, everyone's gridlocked due to an incident on the M6. And there's two hours of traffic between the M15 and M uh, sorry, wow. the Junction 15 and Junction 16. So um, it doesn't sound good, does it? Really? No. Uh, I feel from it's a long way to come for to be stuck on a motorway outside well, of Stoke. And also, I mean, what a 
great party and day out it would have been yeah. and it's the kind of thing you want to get there early soak up a bit of the atmosphere create an atmosphere you know with three or four thousand of you you might not get that for an average home game no right so here's what we're going to do uh, we're going to uh, take a little break now we're going to come back and hopefully we'll have team news for you uh, and let you know who's playing and what the city looked like then we've got team of the week and then we'll do a little preview to Burton against Manchester as well as giving you any news if the kickoff is delayed this is the Wednesday Club don't go anywhere excess Manchester Manchester Football Social. Welcome back to the Wednesday Club on the Manchester Football Social. Uh, let me tell you, I think as things stands, if you just join us, the Burton against Manchester City game, rumours surrounding uh, the fact that it might be delayed because of an incident and the traffic, I can confirm that it hasn't been delayed yet. If it does during the next 15 minutes, we will let you know. Uh, I'm with Alex on the red side, but unfortunately, Alex, it's Burton against Manchester City mm, in the semi-finals game. tonight. Stephen, you've Huge. got the team. I have indeed. Uh, Aaron Morich is in goals at Edison on the bench, but we've gone for a really genuinely strong team, so I feel a little bit for Burton. Uh, the defence is a little bit mismatched. You've got Otamendi and the young lad Eric Garcia on his 18th birthday, nonetheless, today. Zinchenko at left-back and Walker at right-back, so it's kind of a hit-and-miss back four, but it's this point when he gets really interesting. Good Gundogan holding, then David Silva and Kevin De Bruyne in midfield. Then you've got Leroy Sane, uh, Riyad Mahrez and Gabriel Jesus up front. So that's a strong team. Then the bench, we've got Edison, Danilo, John Stones, Ryan Sterling, Fabian Delph, Bernardo Silva and Foden. Uh, no Aguero, which is interesting. No Aguero in the squad at all. So Drops. Drops. Drops for the semi-final. But um, it's good, that. Strong, strong team there, Stephen. I mean, he's going for it, isn't he? A couple of lads there, young lads in terms of Garcia and Muir. Other than that, that's a team that should control this game. And he obviously wants to get to the final again, yeah. rightfully so. We score a few goals in this first leg. We can essentially put it to bed uh, before we get to the second leg. And I, I love the Carabao Cup. I think it's a fantastic competition. And I genuinely enjoy the fact that you can win a trophy mid-season, you know, around February. And then you've got that perfect mm, springboard, yeah. to the, to springboard to the end of the season. And it's just fun. It's Wembley, isn't it? So it's dead good. It is good. Uh, Foden on the bench, would you expect him to start? Yeah. I don't know why maybe he wasn't. Yeah, he did okay at the weekend, um, but I would have thought he would have got some game time. I'm going to presume if things go well, he'll start the next game, the, the return the return leg. Um, but I would expect him to start, but at the same time, um, if you want to get this game finished, uh, that silver De Bruyne Gundogan midfield, it's a serious midfield, uh, and we could essentially put it to bed in the first... 90 minutes. Could essentially put it to bed. Um, you, you, I know the trip to Wembley that Stephen's on about. You got, obviously, you got the FA Cup last year. Do you mm-hmm. think that the, the trip to Wembley, the morale boost early, early on in the season, it just yeah, does really help a team? Oh, obviously, City going against, you know, will be fighting for the title. We that bit it. of a morale boost will surely help you. Yeah, we won it last um, last season against Arsenal 3 0, and we were bloody good that day. And yeah. We were really good following that from as well. And I do really believe there's nothing better than winning trophies in terms of it's a habit to win. You love winning, you you chase it, it comes something that you genuinely first to. And beating uh, Arsenal in the, uh, the League Cup, he kind of set the team up for the rest of the season. And they didn't drop off, they really didn't. They went for it until the end, even mm-hmm. though we won it pretty early. We went for it. And given the fact that we're chasing down Liverpool, if we win a trophy, the squad camaraderie, the, uh, the intensity, that you get from winning a trophy at Wembley that'll pump them up it'll get them going and it'll kind of send a bit of fear as well I reckon I think that's probably the big reason he's done it because they beat Liverpool City beat Liverpool 2-1 obviously then City 
come out and smash Rotherham in the FA Cup 7-0. Yeah. yeah, but also then Liverpool go down 2-1 away at Wolves and suddenly Liverpool played 2 lost 2 They're looking over and going, this is what's chasing us. Yeah, of definitely. course, it makes a lot of sense to put the pressure on. It does. Uh, and do you think that sort of morale boost mid-season will sort of make people look differently on the League Cup? It's had its battering over the last couple of years about calling it the Mickey Mouse Cup, etc. But if it's shown to give you this bit of a morale boost, put the big teams on the front foot yeah. early on in the season. That could change things. I love it because I, I think it's a fun competition for the reasons I said before about how uh, you get a trophy, you get a trip to Wembley, you also get a two-legged affair at each other team's ground, which I like that. It's fun. You don't want to do this whole semi-final at Wembley things that you do in the FA Cup, which I've always thought no, is a bit no, nonsense. I, agree, I don't like I totally that. Agree. Uh, you get there and also you get to see a couple of young stars as well. Like, we're playing, you know, we played Foden a lot last season. We've got Eric Garcia in defence today. We've got Murich in goal. So there's a couple of academy lads there it's a little bit more exciting you get to play uh, hopefully a couple of interesting ties like we've obviously got Burton last season in the semi-finals we had Bristol City and you get games that you wouldn't usually get you get to see players you don't usually see and at the end of it you've got that big kind of uh, you know carry the end of the stick which is Wembley and a trophy um, people should take it seriously because it's a fun competition it's one um, you get yeah you get the reward of the end of the season early as, as Walter said last night on the show it's like finding a Christmas present in November you know and I really agree with that so what, I, I, didn't, I didn't find many Christmas presents on December the 25th. <laughs> it's oh, well, oh. I can't brother mood we'll down. Never mind. Oh, never mind. Uh, on the Wednesday show, <laughs> we also like to uh, talk to a, a team of the week. So, basically, team of the week is where you, if you play for a football team or your son or daughter does or your friends do, or, and you want to come on and just have a chat with us and just give it a bit of a plug, come and have it. Come and do that. We got Frank who's on the line. Hello, Frank. Hi, okay? Yeah, I'm very well, mate. Thank you for coming on Excess Manchester. Uh, I'm here with Stephen and Alex, uh, and you are the coach of Bramall North Juniors Under 12, is that right? I am, yes. They're known as the Falcons. The Falcons, great <laughs> name. What a name. I love a name. Uh, right, Frank, tell us about Bramall uh, North Juniors and how long you've been, uh, you've been the manager for. Well, I've been associated with the club for about five years now, um, and Bramall North was actually founded in '75, i.e., the fact Bramall North '75. Uh, so they've been going a long, long time. Um, they they actually were originally the um, uh, founder members of the Metro League, which is the league that uh, we we actually play in. And currently, the team that I manage is uh, an under twelve team. And how do you find that? So the grassroots sort of uh, game, it really does start there and, and below. Um, is it, you know, an enjoyable experience getting to, to, to play football with the, the kids when they're just learning the game? Well, it, it, the good thing about Bramall North is the fact that uh, it, it actually starts off on an academy uh, for four to seven-year-olds and they play at a local school. So any, any local kids or any, anybody even outside of Bramall can come and, and, and play for them. And what the academy tries to teach them is to actually enjoy the game as opposed to uh, how it is, you know, with uh, wanting to win all the time, because obviously we all know you can't win all the time. Uh, but yeah, the, the academy starts four to seven, and then they start going into teams from seven, seven upwards. And I've sort of been with the team um, since seven, really. And uh, uh, yeah, and uh, it's, it's, it's been a good, the learning curve and a, and a good journey, especially for me and my son. Hiya, hiya Frank. Hiya, Alex. Hiya. Um, I, I was just going to ask, because um, Flynn, obviously, is your son. He's my nephew. He plays He plays for Bramall North. Does Did he play in a full-size pitch, or are they still on the slightly smaller pitches yet? 
it's a slightly smaller pitch. They go to a full pitch at under thirteens. Okay. So next year they'll be going to a full size pitch. Frank, uh, if people want to get in touch then or want to just come down, uh, how do you recommend people uh, reach out to you? They, 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 we've got a Facebook page. Yes. Uh, they, can, they, they can find us on the Facebook page or consequently get in contact with our chairman, Mr. Ron Rossiter. And uh, depending on what age uh, the uh, the young person, and, and that's girls as well, by the way, because we have a, an under-12 uh, female team. But, yeah, they can just contact Ron. And Ron, what Ron will do is he will uh, divert you towards uh, the... Uh, Appropriate coach. Frank, thank you very much, Frank. Uh, there, uh, who, Bramall, um, under 20, under, under 12, 12, yeah, Bramall North Falcons. And Frank, thank you very much, Bramall North Falcons. And if you want to be a team of the week, get in touch with us. Frank, there, go say hello to him. Um, and that's a really mint thing they're doing. And we just want to get more teams on. So, you know, we've only got about till May, till the season ends. And every Wednesday, we want a brand new team on this show uh, so we can sing about the good work that you're doing. Hello, Stephen. Hi, Joe. It's time for your Wednesday club initia- initiation, if I can say it rightly. So, this is it's very simple. Is it very again. simple, Alex? This is the the game. Once you've done this, you'll come out the other side a man. <laughs> Why is you this will. music so unsettling for some reason? It really is, isn't it? It's strange. Uh, yeah. So, this is a very, very simple game. I am going to give you a letter. I've got a dice in front of me. It's 26 size, would you believe it? I roll it. That's a big dice. It's a big dice. It's big. I'm a big <laughs> man. You don't say about big dices. Um, I'm going to roll it, and it's going to land on a letter. When it lands on that letter, I'm going to tell you it. Then, you have got to name me as many... English clubs they are the 92 clubs that are currently from League 2 to the Premier League okay. beginning with that name how long have I got you've got 30 seconds what if there's only like one I don't I always check okay this is all pranded uh, I don't okay. really have a dice by the way oh right I'm going to pretend What's to roll that? it when I tell you your letter your time starts Alex you ready to take it I'll off? count I'll count your letter is B uh, Burton, Brighton, Bristol City, Bristol Rovers, uh, Bournemouth, Bradford. Um... Come on, I can think. Thinking, of... thinking, of thinking. Uh, my mind's on blank. God, this is difficult. Uh, how many more are there? There's quite a lot more. Oh, well, of course there is. You're uh, on six currently. Bolton Wanderers, obviously. Um, I'm really frozen. One near Bolton, one near Bolton. One, one near Bolton, Bolton. Barry. Oh, very. <laughs> and then obviously even closer to that, I guess. Um, Blackpool. Yeah, you yeah, could Blackpool. have had Blackpool, Brentford. I froze that. Uh, Birmingham, Barnsley. Birmingham, Barnsley. Oh, my God. Berry, you got. Uh, yeah. You did well, though. Well, Seven, which are, is that? Absolutely fantastic. No, that's a joint well, level. Honestly, Steve oh, really? just sort of soils himself every time we play this game. Uh, which is never a good thing to clean up. No. Um, but you did well. Seven, I think you joint top. <laughs> with what I've considered a poor effort. I'll We've take that. You've got like a top gear leaderboard and you are up there with number seven. Well done, Steve. What a You're day. part of the, uh, the Wednesday club. Did well there. Showed, was you, it. showed you right up, Alex. Did he? It's an easy letter B. It really is. Easy easy <laughs> Sorry, I once gave him Z. Uh, right, so with <laughs> 30 seconds to go, uh, we're going to let you go flying out the door, but quickly, Stephen, a uh, little prediction for tonight. You're going to batter them. Um, I'm going to go for 4-0. Uh, 4-0. To who two? 
A 30, no. Uh, <laughs> Steve, uh, Stephen, thank you very much. Uh, we'll see you back on the Manchester Football Social Cheers, on Monday. Man. Enjoy the game. Go, 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 go. Alex. Yes. We'll see you on Sunday when you bring up your show uh, to Excess Manchester. Six till seven, right after United finish playing Tottenham, we will be on air. Uh, thank you very much for listening live or downloading the podcast, Manchester Football Social, wherever you get your podcast from. We have been the Wednesday Club. Over and out. Excess Manchester. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.